Hey everybody, it's Manderson from Crossover, and I just wanted to start the show off a little bit differently. Um, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors before we really dive in, and uh, my brother joins me. So, uh, first off, we have Beard Balm Brush. Of course, you've heard us talk about them a number of times, and if you go to beardbalmbrush.com and put in the code CAPELESS, you can get 15% off your order there. Um, if you haven't heard us talk about them, what they do is they take... Uh, the beard balms and oils that you would put in your beard to make it feel all nice and nourish it. And they put it in some beeswax and shape it into a comb that looks an awful lot like a Koopa shell. And you just brush that through your beard and it applies as you go. And there's no oils or anything left on your hands. Um, it's really nice. Um, again, head over to beardbalmbrush.com to uh, get 15% off using the code CAPELESS. The second sponsor I want to share with you is... Critical Dice, if you go to thecriticaldice.com and use that same code, CAPELESS, at checkout, you can get also 15% off dice, you can get 15% off uh, dice boxes, you can get 15% off books or game hooks, um, and they also now have the never-ending bag of dice where you can subscribe for, I believe, $6.99 and get a new bag of dice every single month. And the last one, of course, is our home away from home, our favorite comic book shop in Sacramento and maybe the whole world, Empire's Comics Faults. Um, go on there. You can get comics. You can pet some pugs. You can buy some hot sauce. They got Funko Pops, a bunch of other really great stuff. They do special events all the time. So check them out at 1120 Fulton Avenue, Sweet K in Sacramento, California, and let Ben that the let Ben know that the Crusaders sent you. Wow, words are hard. I'm not, uh, man, this is so much easier when somebody's with me. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into the show. Thanks. Bye. Hello and welcome into crossover episode number eight. Um, again, I am Dan Anderson. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Danderson11. I'm joined by Manderson, who's joining us from Camera Park, California. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing well, and you can find me at Son of Mander on Instagram and Twitter um, if I ever decide to jump on those things. Um, I'm excited to be here. We have a fun show tonight, don't we? We do. It's a little bit different than what we tried in the past Um but I think, yeah, it should be it should be interesting. So if you're just joining us, our, usually what we do is we trade off watching a sporting event or reading a comic book, and then we kind of dive into those things. So a little bit different today. Um, but what will remain the same is we're going to go around the horn, which is a little bit different if you follow uh, the Capeless Crusaders, the main show. Uh, they do things that they've read and we are going to do things that we're excited about coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, before our next episode here. So I will throw it to you first if you're ready. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I I went a little different than we normally go. It's already different. Um, I, I picked a couple of books that came out this week. Um, I haven't yet read them because uh, I'm behind. But uh, Winter Soldier number three came out. This follows uh, Bucky Barnes is he's kind of uh, trying to make amends for the things that he did. And he's doing this by um, finding people that are in a, in a bad spot that want to get out of him and trying to help them find a better life. Um, and some, uh, he gets caught up in some things 
in uh, as a result of that as well. And it's been pretty interesting so far. And then the Flash number 64. Um, I've loved pretty much every issue of the current volume of Flash from issue one all the way to where we're at now. Um, and they have... Well, if you if you read or if you watch the the Flash show or you watch the Justice League or you watched um, anything with the Flash in it, you would be familiar with the Speed Force. And this uh, current story arc, they've introduced a number of new forces: the Still Force, the uh, Sage Force, and the Strength Force. Um, and so Barry is going on a uh, what they're calling a force quest to find the people who embody these forces and try to learn about their force from them and help them learn how to use their powers to uh, be a hero or try to stop them from being a villain, really. And it's been pretty interesting so far. So I'm looking forward to number 64. Um, and then I also tossed on there that the Doom Patrol, um, as of the day we're recording this, is now... Um, the first episode is live on DC Universe, um, which is DC's subscription um, service. It's uh, $75 a year and $8 a month, so it's not terrible. Um, but if you're like somebody who's already hoarded a bunch of streaming services, probably not going to be your first pick. But if you love comics, if you love DC, um, check it out. Um, I have yet to watch the premiere episode because Star Trek was available today, so I will watch it tomorrow. Um, instead interesting yeah uh ever since the actually after watching um justice league when that came out which was about a year and a half or maybe even longer i didn't remember uh that really piqued my interest in the flash because i liked how he's portrayed in in the movie justice league and i started watching the show so now i've really dove into that so the flash uh and the speed force is really intriguing to me that would be the most interesting to me out of those. Um, so I'll go into sports. The two things that I'm excited for this next week is um, the Daytona 500 is coming up on Sunday. It's the biggest of the year, which is interesting because most sports have their quote unquote Super Bowl at the end of the year, um, but they have their biggest and best event right up front. So. It'll, it's first race of the year. Uh, you never really know what you're getting into because we've got drivers switching cars, new drivers entering the fray. Um, but it's always a good time to watch, um, at least for me. I understand that some people find it quite boring because all they do is turn turn left. But I would say maybe it starts at 1130 on Sunday on Fox. So if you're not interested in watching the whole thing, tune in for the end. Um, it's always an entertaining, an entertaining watch. And then the other thing I was, I'm really interested in is um, Manchester United versus Liverpool in the Premier League. They're going to play each other Sunday, not this Sunday, the next Sunday, the 24th. That's going to be 6 a.m. on Fox, or excuse me, NBC Sports Network. And that is not only, as faithful listeners will know, I am a Manchester United fan, but this is one of the biggest rivalries in all of England. Um, these two teams that go back years and years, and this year. Liverpool is one of the better teams. They're on near the top of the table. Manchester United, who has struggled, but they're under new management, so now and they're really uh, rolling on all cylinders now. So it should be quite the matchup because Manchester United is starting to rise up the table. Liverpool's starting to slip a little bit. So, um, but a lot of talent on both sides. It should be, at the very least, um, 
they usually get in some chippy fights and things like that. If but we should see a lot of goals. Both teams like to attack nowadays. All right. Well, um, I'm never going to pass up a, a Man U game. Um, 6 a.m. is pretty early, but you know that's usually when I get up to go to the gym. So maybe I'll just turn it on at the gym while I'm working out and watch it that way. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely catch up on that because I love I love that uh, that that rivalry. Um, I think I have uh, a friend that I used to work with. He moved on to a different part of our company. Uh, there was a Liverpool fan, and we used to give each other a hard time. Um, and it's been a while since I've watched a NASCAR race, but we used to be really into it when I was in like junior high and high school. Um, and I'm always up for a good race. So I might actually try to catch both of those, but if I had to pick one, it's definitely going to be Man U and Liverpool for sure. I mean, really with, with NASCAR, you can't pass up a good crash because that's, you watch hockey for the fights and you watch NASCAR for the crashes. That is true. And the Daytona 500 and Talladega is the other uh, racetrack. They, use restrictor plates which basically bunches up the cars because the track is so large and nowadays the cars go so fast that they kind of have to slow them down a little bit just to keep it safe so it keeps all the cars bunched up but when they do um get in a wreck it's they they call it the big one and you usually get one every (laughs) so uh if you're in it for the crashes uh definitely the daytona 500 is the one to to go for because it is it is one of the races that every driver wants to put on the resume so especially near the end when people need to start making moves to say i gotta win a daytona 500 that's when it really gets interesting because cars will start going all over the place going crazy yeah i think we're gonna have to turn that one on for sure um that'll be well we're recording on a friday this will drop on a saturday so that's tomorrow for you guys who are listening all right if you listen on the day it dropped if you listen to it after sunday sorry you missed it it was awesome so many great <laughs> you, crashes. <laughs> and you can't believe what just happened? That was unbelievable. I cannot believe. Did, uh, they might have gone five wide at one point. Can they do that? Yep. Can that... <laughs> uh, they potentially could, actually, on this track. Okay. But, um, uh, I kind of know what I'm saying. They probably won't, but... Okay. All right, so we'll shift uh, gears well, here. Oh, go ahead. Before the main topic, I actually... Because we haven't really talked much since the Super Bowl, and we didn't do a special episode... Uh, I'm curious your thoughts after it's been almost two weeks now uh, removed from the Super Bowl. Um, I know you're happy with the results. Overall game, though, how do you feel about it? See, I feel like I was reading a lot of the reactions going around on uh, mainly Twitter. That's the thing I'm on the most. And a lot of people were talking about how boring it was. And actually, funny enough, I was texting with my buddy Luke right before the game. He's over in England. So he was trying to text to um, see, basically to keep him awake because it was late late night there. And he said, what's your your prediction for the game? And I said, my prediction is going to be that Maroon 5 will play a perfectly okay halftime show. But <laughs> the, Twitter, the Twitter world is going to react like it's the worst performance in the history of music. And it wasn't far off from what I was reading on, on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it definitely wasn't the worst performance I've ever seen, but it wasn't the, I mean, it wasn't the best either. But uh, I think we just live in a, especially on Twitter, that's where people love to be outraged. As far as the game goes, I mean, I, I know it wasn't very high scoring, but I thought it was everything besides the, the points, everything you would want in a game, especially this magnitude, because it was so tight 
the defenses both played very well. Um, and by the end, it was three to three in the fourth quarter, which doesn't sound exciting, but it, you could really feel tension with every time each team got the ball. Um, it really felt like, okay, one long pass here could be the difference or one, if they throw an interception or a fumble or something happens, it really could be the difference. And it was just like, I was on edge the whole time. Uh, and then Brady to Gronkowski, that pass, and I think it was about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, finally broke it down and got it in onto the two-yard line, and they were able to punch it in the next uh, the next play. So I, I thought it was enjoyable. I mean, I know a lot of people have Patriots fatigue because they're in it all the time, um, but they usually play pretty good Super Bowls, so even if you didn't really enjoy this one, um, they've given you eight really good Super Bowls to watch. So, uh, I don't know. How did you, how did you like it? Uh, I liked it a lot. I, um, for the first time in my life, I rooted, I decided to root for an AFC team. Uh, cause I think as I've mentioned on the show, if they're in the AFC, for some reason, my gut reaction is to not like them. Um, and so not that I'm jumping on the bandwagon or anything, but I think, um this time i just decided all right i'm i'm going to go I'm root for the patriots um and i think it was more of like a, an experience over um uh youth type thing uh that i like i wanted them to win it um that being said i'm a defense guy so i was eating up all the defense and there were i feel like there were exciting plays and a lot of potentially exciting plays that the defense broke up that were just as exciting for me yeah there it should have been for everybody else one play in the third quarter in particular where uh, Jared Goff, the Rams quarterback, had a player wide open in the back of the end zone, and he saw him just a little bit late and threw it up there, and the defensive back for the Patriots recovered just in time. I thought that was a huge play. Um, and yeah, Like you said, great defensive plays all the way through, um, and the Patriots actually moved the ball fairly well. I thought the Rams did well. They, they were doing a bend-but-not-break type defense where they said we'll give you some chunks but when push comes to shove we're going to stop you and they basically held out until yeah. that quarter um and the patriots never did uh did give up they gave up um just the three points in the whole game so yeah if you like defense i thought it was great um great to watch and like i said even if you, you're not a fan of defense i, I mean i understand people want to see more points but th there is just as much tension I thought in every single drive, uh, yeah, even from the for sure. So and, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, the the one thing I want to see it's on my bucket list and I have no control over it is a Super Bowl going to overtime. And I thought I thought we we're gonna get it, and then so you, Tom Brady ruined it. But you did not okay. watch well two years ago then when it did go to overtime. Wait, Super Bowl went to overtime two years ago? Yeah, Super Bowl fifty one. Where where was I? I don't know. So Super Bowl Fifty One was Patriots versus Falcons, and with three minutes left in the third quarter, the Patriots were down twenty-eight to three, and they came all the way back, forced overtime, and then won it in overtime. Man, I I mean, I feel like I did watch that game. I just don't remember it going into overtime. So you got to. I already got it. I, I haven't saved up. I haven't saved on my DVR. If you ever want to come up, uh, you can watch it. 
All right, next next time I come up, we'll uh, we'll watch it. Whatever ha- whatever is supposed to be happening, we're gonna. Nope, this is what we're doing. We gotta watch Super Bowl from 2017. Yep, I gotta I gotta see my bucket list dream come true. All right, anyway, we let's uh let's get back on task. I, mean, right. I got technically we're on task. It's fine. Uh, all right, yeah, but the the main topic, which is we don't really have a structure for this, so we'll see how it goes. But basically, you floated the idea of um. What if Batman played soccer? What would, or something like that in that area, like comparing and contrasting athletes and superheroes, if I yeah. have that text correctly. Correct. Yeah. And I, I got the idea. Um, Anthony Steve's, the Azorian one, uh, was on a podcast called uh, Men in Sports Shorts, I think is what it's called. Uh, fact check that somebody for me and then just send me a tweet. Anyway. Um, his cousin is on it and he went on and they talked about sports, but towards the end, they compared different LA athletes because they're in SoCal to uh, members of the, members of the Avengers. And so that's where I got the idea. And then for those of you that are comic nerds uh, or not comic nerds, the, the what if thing came, comes from uh, a Marvel tradition where they'll do like, what if issues where it's like, what if, um, somebody else became spider-man or what if uh one i read recently was what if thor lofeson and instead of uh odin finding uh loki that lofi the the king of the frost giants finds thor and he becomes the champion of the frost giants instead so uh it's kind of like we're creating an alternate universe all of our own right here right now so you're welcome everybody um i'm gonna start off i mean if what if what if batman uh was a was an athlete which which athlete in the real world do you think uh is most like batman i'm gonna stop phrasing it like what if batman like batman as as a hero determined um confident um highly skilled at the peak of physical performance who who is that in in the sports world so this one is very timely. I think we just talked about him. Tom, I think it's Tom Brady, and here's why. So his his level of dominance in his sport is unprecedented. Um, he kind of has that, and it, specifically after the Dark Knight, he he is really the hero we need, but not the one we deserve. Most fans have turned on him. They hate him because he's winning all the time. Um, he's not necessarily doesn't have all the physical attributes that you would think a quarterback should have to be as great as he's been. He was drafted in the sixth round, 199 overall. A lot of people thought he was terrible, but he's really risen up and proven himself. So, and like Batman, he's the only, are the main superhero who doesn't have superpowers. Um, so I think Tom Brady is our Batman. He's kind of, has that uh, Bruce Wayne off the field kind of persona and on the field, super determined, um, gets the job done with the tools that he has. Um, so I, I go Batman for Tom. Tom Brady is Batman. Uh, that's funny. That is actually what my pick was going to be. Um, and it's because no matter how far down and out he seems to be, if Tom Brady has the football in the fourth quarter and it's close, he's going to find a way to come back. Um, and I mean, this past Super Bowl kind of proved it in the fourth quarter, came back and won it. And then, I mean, the the last Super Super Bowl 51, was it, where they were down 28-3? Is that what you said? 
yet that kind of stuff he he is batman he's not uh unbeatable um but he he always finds a way to to get it done in the end and i mean six super bowl wins at this point um i i agree 100 percent and interestingly enough i'll just throw this in so i don't know if you're familiar with matt harvey uh, formerly of the mets um he's now with the angels but he actually has the nickname the dark knight um it was given to him by Sports Illustrated an article, and they actually used his um, on days he used to start. He's a starting pitcher, so every fifth day, if they were home, they'd actually shoot up a bat signal or a, a Mets signal <laughs> from the stadium. Uh, the Mets are actually interesting. They have a guy, Noah Syndergaard. His nickname's Thor, and mainly because he kind of looks like Thor. He's got the long blonde hair. And then they used to have this guy, David Wright, um, who was the captain of their team, so they called him Captain America. So the Mets are very into this superhero uh, superhero thing. But the Dark Knight, unfortunately, Matt Harvey uh, has kind of fallen off his performance, so it's not as cool as it was. But when he was the best player on their team and they were shooting up that bat signal, it really got got the city into it. That's uh, that's actually really cool. I'm gonna have to like look up a video where they do that or something like that. Uh, yeah. So um, you got a you got one you want to throw at me and see if I can match them up. All right. How about? Ooh. Here's what actually I'll throw this one because I couldn't think of one. Black Panther. Oh gee. Um, let's see. Black Panther. He's got a lot of good leadership quality he's selfless um puts others before himself in a lot of cases so like an athlete who uh, plays for the benefit of the team as opposed to his own stats uh um, shoot um i feel like I don't pay a whole lot of attention to basketball, so you're gonna have to put a name to these characteristics for me but isn't there there's a a player who's really well known and considered one of the better players who um, tends to have like more assists than he does points. Yeah, I would say, so the first name that came to mind, he's no longer playing, but Steve Nash um, fits that bill for me. He, okay. um, he, I mean, he did score a lot of points and he did win the MVP of the league a couple times. Um, he's actually the only player in the history of basketball under the six feet, five inches to win multiple MVPs. But he definitely got his team more. If he wanted to, he was such a good shooter. He could go down and score almost every time, but he was really boosted those assist numbers. So that was the first name that, um, that popped to mind. And he is, so he is Canadian by nature, but Wakanda in Africa, Steve Nash was actually born in South Africa. So that kind of fits there as well. We'll go, yeah, we'll go with Steve Nash then. Um, I remember not liking him back in the day <laughs> for some <laughs> reason. Was he, he was, uh, that was uh, Dallas Mavericks, right? He was with the Mavericks, but his main, his main, um, he won his two MVPs with the Suns. Okay. I think uh, maybe he was on the Mavericks, like when the Kings were in the playoffs and the Mavericks would knock him out all the time. That's why I didn't yeah. like him. Back when I was a sports fan. Those were the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. Um, all right. So uh, I'm going to throw out, let's see, we've gone back and forth Marvel. We got one Marvel, one DC. Let's go. Um, let's go with Iron Man. 
which may be a little hard because he wears a suit of armor, but just think like somebody who's super cocky, really smart, kind of like doesn't really care how other people think about him, but still gets the job done. And so like his talk backs up his actions. So that screams Cristiano Ronaldo to me. He is very cocky, but he gets the job done. And I think off the field, he's a little bit more of a caring person on the field. His persona is a little bit more cocky than off the field. And I think in at least the Marvel movies that I've seen, um, Tony Stark's interactions, especially with Spider-Man, you see he actually does care what's going on. So I think Ronaldo fits the bill of Iron Man to me. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about his off field. I think I have heard a few like really inspiring stories about him visiting um, people in the hospital who look up to him and that kind of stuff and kind of making their day, which is one of those save one person at a time type things. Um, and I agree, Iron Man, um, as his story develops from, if we use the MCU as a reference from Iron Man 1 all the way through to where we're at now, he still kind of has that cocky personality, but it's not all about him anymore. Um, it's about, he wants to be right to save the world. And so it kind of, I mean, it saves him, it bites him in the butt sometimes, but yeah, I can see, I can see that uh, for sure. And Ronaldo, I mean, Ronaldo's a fantastic soccer player, whether you like him or not, um, he's great. And so he can run his mouth all he wants. He's gonna, he's gonna uh, put up when it's necessary. So I'm curious because you've, I'm sure you thought about this. Did you have somebody else in mind? Um, I like initially I did, but as I thought about it, it was a bad choice. Cause I was just going like somebody who's really cocky. And I thought about Kaepernick. I'm like, yeah, but he never really lived up to what I feel like he should have, could have been. And I never liked Kaepernick and I love Iron Man. So, um, I decided to cross him off the list. Um, but I'm trying to think of somebody else who I think is really cocky. That's also really good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, like anything right now, sports wise, is just football in my head because that's everything I've been watching. Maybe Randy Moss back in the day. Uh, I that. Because, yeah, he I think he was he was phenomenal when he was on the Vikings, but then he just got super cocky. Um, he's still playing right now, isn't he? Or did he finally retire? Uh, he is retiring. Okay, because I like he disappeared from the Vikings and lost track of lost track of him. But I'm I would be surprised if you told me he like sucked it up and never came back. But maybe had like a couple low years and then came back strong or something. So yeah, he actually at one point joined the Patriots and played with them. Um, I remember that. And it was actually the. So the year that he joined Tom Brady, they threw for the most touchdown passes ever uh, that season. So uh, then he bounced around. He he came back to the Vikings for one year, went to the Titans, and then finished with the 49ers, believe it or not. Yeah, all right. Finished local, for us at least, kind of. There you go, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll throw one out for you because I'm sure you thought about this, and this is your your guy, Superman. Oh, no. This is the one I've been dreading. Uh, um, all right. So somebody who's like all American and wholesome and, uh, lifts his team up and all that good stuff. Um, uh, Ryan Giggs. 
uh, I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, you're playing right <laughs> into my, into my thing. Yeah, I'm I'm like going through my head all those people, and I I mean I know he's he's retired, but like I watched the the life of Ryan that uh, biop on him, uh, uh, and like he just had he was he was a great player, but he's never like if you don't pay attention to soccer, I feel like you don't know who Ryan Giggs is, and it's not because he wasn't good, it was because he did a good job of shining the light on other people and. Well, Superman is, it's hard not to pay attention to somebody like that. If in the real world, somebody like Superman showed up, you would know who he was. But um, when he's on, when he's a part of a team or when he's solo, he's um, putting everybody else first and thinking about what he can do for the other person and lifting uh, everybody around him up. So I think, I think he's a good fit for that. Um, for those of you that are listening, if you disagree with me, if you don't know who Ryan Giggs is, you can't. If you know who Ryan Giggs is and you disagree with me, um, just hit me up on the Twitter or the Instagram um, and let me know uh, who you think. Because I would actually, actually on all these, hit us up and let us let us know what you think. Um, so that's that's my. Did you have one in mind for that or? Yeah, the one that I came up with was uh, Mookie Betts. He'd be center fielder. Or excuse me, he plays right field for the Red Sox. And he won the MVP this year. Because when I was thinking Superman, I was thinking a guy who can kind of do it all. And Mookie Betts is a great hitter. He's a great fielder. He can. He's a fast runner. And actually, he participates in these bowling tournaments in the off season. He's bowled a 300 game twice last last off season. Wow. So he's, he's just like one of these guys who can do it all. Um, so to me, and that's a little bit of recency bias because he was the MVP on a, the team the Red Sox team that won the most games in Red Sox history. So to me, he's the Superman, but you certainly won't get any argument um, on Ryan. <laughs> well, it's, it's two different sports. So it's like two different universes in the comic book world. So it'll be fine. There's two Superman that way. It's good. Uh, all right. So um, I know Thor is your favorite Marvel character. So who do you think uh, is the Thor of the sports world? The Thor to me is... Tennessee Titans defensive end JJ Watt. And that is mainly just because he's just like this big, strong guy off the field, really lovable. Last year, he was the um, NFL uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. He raised over $5 million for Houston after the flood. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I said Tennessee Titans. He plays for the Houston Texans. I'm sorry. Um, so he was really involved with that so just kind of a big lovable guy that's what i think of when i think of thor all right i'm not familiar with this player so i'll take your word for it and i didn't have somebody um i may maybe pick one of those guys from the iceland national team uh because they all look like they could be thor um, and i'm a i'm a fan of that team after euro 2016 so yeah i i just i I don't know any other names. I'm sure there's one of them last name Anderson. We'll pick that guy. There you go. <laughs> All right. So let me throw at you. Let's see. We did Superman. How about Spider-Man? Ooh, Spider-Man. Somebody uh, young, agile. Um, I don't know. I don't want enough basketball to know if this is accurate, but I feel like um, Steph Curry fits the bill. I can see that. Yeah. Um, 
because he i mean he i don't really know how young he is anymore but at least in he's getting a little bit older but yeah all right he's not young peter parker he's older peter parker he's not miles morales spider-man he's adult peter parker spider-man um but he, he also um despite being an amazing player everything i hear about him off the court seems like he's a really stand-up guy um and that's like even though when spider-man's in the suit he's a hero peter parker is just a stand-up guy outside the suit so that's that's why i picked that i don't know if like on the court he's super agile and all that kind of stuff but he kind of looks like he has that build so that's why i went with that i would say that that would fit the bill all right did you have somebody else in mind yeah my first thought was um kansas city chiefs quarterback pat mahomes he's if you watch the AFC Championship game or any, really any of his games this year, he won the MVP of the league this year. Um, only in his second season, really young. He throws lasers, which I, which made me think of shooting spider webs. So, um, really young, really agile. He he can run well. He can throw it. Um, Patrick Mahomes was the guy that I thought of. All right, I like that description. Um, okay, so why don't we do one more each, and then I want to do um, a team, like a, a Justice League or Avengers comparison um, okay. on there. So um, I want to throw out, um, let's do Captain America, uh, because, I mean, he's the, the first Avenger, and he's my favorite Marvel character. So Captain America, to me, even though he's not American, is Roger Federer, because he every, even... Um, if you're not like he's not your favorite tennis player, people respect him. Um, he's the, probably the most well-loved athlete in the world, if, if not the most, one of the most well-loved universally around the world. Um, gets the job done, kind of leads by example out there, very um, smooth and classy. So Roger Federer is Captain America. I can see that. I'm not not surprised that he made one of your lists either. Um, I was thinking Drew Brees, um, kind of like, I, I don't like the saints, but I like Drew Brees and I feel like, um, that he carries that kind of level of respect. He seems to be, he leads his team well, but he also, um, is a leader off the field and he does a lot for new Orleans. And I mean, Captain America's Captain America, but I feel like he kind of embodies that where he's at, um, as well. I can see that as well. Yeah. All right, let's do one last one here then. Um, how about we'll do the Hulk. Um, the Hulk. Um, the first thing that came to mind was Buccaneers running back back in the day. Um, number He was number was 40. I don't remember his last name though. Mike Allstott, I think, I think is what you're thinking. Yeah, Mike Allstott. That guy, I remember watching him play, and he would just plow through people. It was like there was nobody there, but there were still three guys like just on the ground after he ran through them. Um, he was a beast of a guy. Uh, yeah, he he's my pick. Um, either that, and this is this is for you as Orion one, The Rock who's not really an athlete anymore. Well, I guess neither is Mike Allstott. He's retired. So 
but uh, All Star would be my first. But just to just put a smile on those wrestler fan faces, I'm gonna go with The Rock as a as a, as a like a, a secondary Hulk or something. Uh, I like that. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Who who'd you have on your list? I also had a Buccaneer. Um, I picked defensive end Gerald McCoy because he's a big defensive lineman who just bum rushes people. Most of the time you have to double team him, but off the field, he's this big lovable guy, which made me kind of think of the Bruce Banner kind of uh, area of it as well. And he is hugely into comics. I, I think I sent you a couple of things, Like he had a, his car built like a Batmobile. And then, Oh yeah. Was, I remember that he was on, um, Hard Knocks is a show that HBO does um, every year. They take one team and go behind the scenes. They did the Buccaneers couple, two years ago, and they went over to his house, and he has a basement just filled with comic book memorabilia. He's got, like, a, a Batman that's the same height as him. And after they saw, uh, I think it was Marvel saw some of the stuff and sent him, like, some pre-issued stuff that he was posting wow. on and Instagram and stuff. So he's really into comics that I think he would enjoy. If if this makes it to you, Gerald, first of all, I want to say don't leave the Buccaneers because there's some talk that you you might leave this offseason. Secondly, shout out to you for being a comic book guy and a sports guy. You fit right. He fits the mold of this uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, Gerald McCoy, if you're listening, um, we would love to have you on this show. And uh, I want to come and see your comic book stuff. We should be friends. And thanks. If you're not listening, well, I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, way to embody the crossover spirit, Mr. McCoy. Um, okay, so last last thing, um, which so which team would you say is like the Justice League or the Avengers of the sports world? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... I have a feeling we're either going to have like the same exact answer or very different answers. There's not going to be like a middle ground. Like, oh yeah, it's kind of the same. I would say the first thing that pops in my mind is the Warriors because they've kind of stockpiled quote unquote superheroes. They just have four really outstanding guys or three really, really outstanding guys. Um, so maybe the Warriors because they have a lot of star power. So I don't know what were you thinking. Uh, the Dream Team. Oh, the Dream. Oh, nineteen ninety-two Summer Olympics. I feel like it doesn't get any better than Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Magic Johnson, David Robinson, Karl Malone, John Stockton, uh, Chris Mullen on that team too. I feel like yeah. I'm missing a couple names, but it was like that team was stacked. Yeah, that actually, I was not thinking in the past, but yeah, you're, you're right. Magic Johnson, I had a, Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Clyde Drexler was on that team, I think. Oh yeah, David Robinson, yeah. what a good team. That, that was that. You're right. That is, that is the Avengers or the, um, the Justice just, League of the sports world, the team that everybody wants to be. I feel like that team dominated so heavily. It was almost. I remember really loving it when I was in third grade, but also like in the probably thing is like, this is really boring. They're just going to come in and dominate everybody. If I recall correctly, 
their smallest margin of victory was 38 points in that. Yeah, that's how that felt. Um, And even the 96 team, though it wasn't like the original Dream Team, they were like that too. Shaq joined them that year, if I recall. Yeah, that sounds right. And also, if I recall, they uh, somebody with Shaq did a move where they threw the ball at the backboard, and then he grabbed the rebound and dunked it. And we tried to recreate that in our front yard so many times. <sighs> yeah, you're right. That is that is the the that is the team for sure. All right, I got I got one got one right. Cool. I feel really good about myself. <laughs> All right. So um, next week or next two weeks from now on our next episode. We're going to get back into our, our normal regiment. Um, so we're going to do uh, a Captain Marvel um, book. Um, we're going to do the 2015 run of Captain Marvel, and we're going to do the first story arc, which I actually haven't read either. I just started the first issue. So it's going to be a surprise for both of us, but we're prepping for the Captain Marvel movie that's coming out. Um, so if you know nothing about Captain Marvel, uh, Dan, this will be hopefully a good intro um i when i started it i was like well there's a lot of background here that we're gonna miss uh but hopefully i'll be able to fill some of that in on our next next episode for you yeah i will need that because i know i've seen the trailer a couple times and that's about it for my captain marvel knowledge all right well i think you're gonna fall in love with captain marvel like as a character not in a weird way (laughs) i should choose my words more carefully i guess (laughs) So anyway, thank you for joining us again uh, for Crossover. A um, couple last little bits of business. Uh, our flagship show, just like us, has gone audio only. Um, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, which is where you're listening to this now, so you've already done that. Um, or if you prefer, um, we're going to try to post everything to YouTube as well, so you can listen through YouTube Um tomorrow if if i get this out on a saturday like i'm supposed to uh the azorian one you can have coffee with him and his children in the background 8 30 a.m on twitch.com sorry twitch.tv slash the capeless crusaders and uh you can enjoy sunday coffee with the azorian one and last but certainly not least uh the dame patrol is putting out episode eight next week and their topic is titled captain of my ship Um, So if you're interested in what that is, go ahead and check that out um, as well. Do you have any other last words for us, Dan? I don't think so. Unless you want to continue the conversation, head over to mainly Twitter. But I'm also on Instagram as well at Danderson11. And uh, you can find me at Son of Mander on both of those things as well. we, We would love to hear... Uh, your take on this. Um, I'm going to, of course, post something about the show on Instagram. So just use that in a comment or hit us up on our uh, DMs uh, things there. Uh, if you want to catch all the things Crusaders, remember to go to thecapelesscrusaders.com um, to see everything there. Um, thank you for joining us once again. You guys have a great night, evening, day, wherever you're at. Also, watch out for that car behind. Oh, man, you barely missed that car. You guys should really pay more attention while you're driving um such a such a dork anyway catch you guys later thanks for joining us Mm